What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 341 of the Geeks Over Guys podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Nolan. Hello! And this week, we're geeking out about finally, finally getting a TMNT game. Uh, yes. I mean, we have them, but like a triple A TMNT game. The last one we had was do. the Platinum game. <laughs> Dude, anyway. what? Like a mm-hmm. real game. Uh, a Hulk size reveal for Captain America 4. Puns, puns intended. <laughs> and info on season five of one of our favorite shows. Um, if you listen to the podcast, you might have some guesses. But if you don't, you'll just have to wait to the end of the podcast to find out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before we do that, we'll get into the video games that we've been playing. Um, I've got a weird one, so I'll go last. I'll probably rant on it too long. Go okay. ahead, LJ. Yeah, so I, I play quite a few things. Um, first, I have had some time with my with the Steam Deck. Yes. Um, it's really nice. Some games, new and older, feel like they were just straight up made for this thing. I don't know why mm-hmm. that is. Uh, but just like, I played something like Sonic Lost World on there. Um, and I was like, wow, this f- feels like really, I was like, this. I didn't expect this to fit. Um, I've played other indies like Fights and Take Spaces that are really good. Mm-hmm. I've played older games like the TMNT game I just mentioned, and I'm just like, I just, there's some games that are a little, feel like, you know, they still work and they're still playable, but they just don't feel like 100%. Um, but then there's other games that just feel like they're made for this thing, and I'm just like, I don't know how they did it. It's total magic. I, f- I don't really have to do much tweaking. There's even games on there that technically aren't verified because the verified system is very, like, loose, kind of. Like, there are games that are very much playable that just might have minor issues. Um, but mm-hmm. you can sort through that in your Steam library, um, and and there's also ways to look that up, like Photon DB. I think uh, Jamie recommended um, that can kind of tell you what games uh, work and how well they work. Um, and so it's really nice. It's really cool. Um, I did. I was able to download Spotify on my Steam Deck, so I can listen to Spotify while I play like my fighting games and stuff. Ayo, um, I haven't done that yet, but that's so smart. It's neat. It's. I was like, this is cool. It's kind of rough at first, like when you launch it. Like it just feels like it shouldn't work, but I'm like, but it's it kind of nice. Um, it it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. So it's really cool. Um, if you can and ever invest in one, and I like I said, I think like I want this to be my backlog machine. That's what I want. Yeah. To that's take, take. that was. What I do too mm. is like I, I just use it as like it's because it, it just takes so much more convenient to play yeah. any game on, oh, yeah. on Steam, right? Yep. You just take it anywhere. I'd rather play. There's a lot of games I'd rather play. Like I can't like I can't play a lot of them on my TV. I don't really like to sit at my desk and play PC games a lot. So I'm like, well, I'll just play on my deck, on my couch, or on my bed, or wherever. Like I'm. It's perfect. It, like, yeah. Yeah. It's it's really fascinating. Um, so yeah, if you have a sizable Steam library, I think that the Steam Deck is a great tool to take down some of those games that have been sitting there for Yeah, forever. and also, so many of those games have um, are cloud-saved, Yes, and that makes it a lot easier, too, because if you're someone like me who's like, oh, well, maybe I'll play it on PC, mm-hmm. like, on my computer, like, or, like yeah. having the option, like, it's just even yeah. having the option of being able to play it either or, either place, is so nice. Being able to yeah. just, like, play Stardew Valley, I'm more used to it on my desktop, but then yeah. be, having the option to just, like, hop on and, like, show someone my farm, right? Yep. Even if it's, not, if it's not my preferred method, just, like, being able to have it. Like, it's mm-hmm. so nice. 
Yeah, like I was able to pick up where I left off in fights in tight spaces pretty well because, you know, through those roguelikes, they have a lot of like progress and, you know, little things yeah. that you can progress in. So it's nice yeah. to just carry that over. Um, yeah, cloud saves are legit. They're there. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it. It's pretty awesome so far. Um, the other thing I played, I did play some Resident Evil 4 Remake, um, which is really solid. Um, big, I don't really, the big release but, this week. And, yeah, and so it's one of those things where like I was going to wait on it, but it was getting such good reviews that I'm just like, okay, I got to oh, check it out. I'll just like, go for it. Um, it's good. Like I can't really, I don't know, Like it's still Resident Evil 4, but just the quality of life improvements are really good on it um, and the changes they have made. It reminds me of playing the Dead Space Remake recently which feels like every change they've made is meaningful and the ways they've improved it is like super meaningful too so i really think we're getting into like a golden age of remakes happening here it's really nice and it's not just like a remaster or an hd it's like genuine like work from from the ground up and so i think uh, yeah. if this trend keeps going i think it'll be cool um do you worry is movies have passed the golden age of remakes mm -hmm. yeah i would agree do you think that'll happen with with video games at some point or do you i think if you do them right if you yeah like like so don't just so like i guess where what we're talking about later is disney is just i feel like disney started off well with the remakes right where they mm -hmm. were so they were switching some things up keeping things the same but i just feel like a lot of these disney remakes are carbon copies lately so yeah. if these remakes end up being like it almost copies, is like an HD resolution upgrade. Yes, in, in yes. a video game comparison. Like, yeah, like say all, say what you want, but Final New Fantasy. Shaders. Yeah, like Final Fantasy VII remake, I think was a huge change because it's going to get a lot of people to experience that story. Even though yeah. a lot of the hardcore fans are like, "Oh no, I want my turn-based combat back," or "I want this back." Um, yeah, and, and it's yeah. I, it makes me think of too. Um, even like Witcher Three. Like, yep. that was a full, like, just revamp, an entire revamp of that game. And also the difference between that versus, like, re-releasing Skyrim mm -hmm. for, like, the 15th time, right? Yes, There's yes. a difference. It feels like what Disney's doing is, yep. even though, yes, they genuinely are putting in a lot of work to make it look different, like, yeah. you know, we're going to be talking about Lion King, for example. Lion yeah. King, like... 2D animation versus the kind of live action CGI thing they're going. Obviously, that is different, but mm -hmm. story wise and and the heart of it feels very similar. I yeah. feel like that just makes me think of like Skyrim re-releasing Skyrim over and over. Like it's the same energy, even though the, yeah. the difference in yeah. effort it, it is a different like difference in effort. But mm -hmm. um, whereas there's a lot of heart put into yeah Final Fantasy VII or these Resident Evil remakes, um, mm -hmm. or even The Witcher Three sort of revamp. So I think you're right, though. Um, but who knows? I don't know if it, maybe it could get too far. I feel like if there's any... I know I wasn't the one you asked. I know you asked yeah. LJ. But <laughs> no, um, okay. I was just going to say, I feel like the only way can... Or one of the ways, I suppose, they can get too far is yeah. if we see too many re-releases or too many remakes for games. Like, I even think The Last of Us, like, that sort of started that question of, like, when yeah. do we remake these games? Like, yeah. is it depending on the year? Is it depending on the hardware? Is it depending on kind of whatever but i think that was sort of the first question of like oh actually i don't know if we need this kind of ground up remake i don't know mm -hmm. if that's something that we need and obviously a lot of people love those remakes um or the remake yeah. for the first game at least uh i mean so obviously it still did a good job but i think that's sort of when the question comes in is if we're going to start remaking these games that are arguably don't need to be remade 
And that is going to happen because games right now are like really, really good. But in 20 mm-hmm. years, will they hold up? Will they not? It's kind of hard to say because yeah. of how technology is right now. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because we're talking about Resident, e- Resident Evil 4 has had a ton of ports to like everything. It was even on yeah. iPhone. It was even on iPhone at one point. Like, <laughs> so, so Resident Evil 4 is very close to Skyrim in that it's been on everything. Um, it's been ridiculous. Um. Yeah, it's worth it, though. And I think The Last of Us remake is worth it. I just don't think it's $70 worth it. If you sold it for 50 maybe, I could see that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think that... a question, the two questions that I would ask is, is the experience mm-hmm. different and is the experience better? Yes. Because, obviously, like, I would even say, like, if the experience is better but it's not that different, then you don't need a remake. Like, yeah. just update the original game. Uh, which we can just do now. Mm-hmm. Um, huh? Yeah. But if the experience can be different and mm-hmm. better, then why not? Oh yeah. Why not? There are definitely a lot of things because then it's a different yeah. game at that point. I think oh, Final yeah. Fantasy VII is an amazing example mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Uh, if it's just quality of life things and the experience isn't all that different, then it's kind of like I'm not saying the story has to be different, but just mm-hmm. your gameplay experience and playing it. Um, oh yeah. Are you experiencing something new? They added stealth, which is kind of cool. Like, you can actually, like, uh, knives are breakable now, apparently. Um, but you still have your main knife. But I can literally go through an area in Resident Evil 4 and sneak up on one of the, like, infected villagers and just take them out like that. Like, you know, from behind, from, you know, without alerting anything. So I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Resident, I never knew Resident Evil 4 could, or any Resident Evil could, like, benefit from, from stealth. But I'm like, it makes mm-hmm. sense because the villagers are kind of a bit tougher than normal zombies, too. Um, so that's kind of a neat mechanic they added. Um, yeah, I'm like, whoa, Leon can crouch now. I'm just like, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's it's good. Um, the other thing I do want to mention, um, I got into uh, no double down needed. Um, I got into the Diablo Four beta. <laughs> you didn't a, get to get the double down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the open, there was the open beta. Um, like so amongst. Playing with my brother, my, my brother and I played a ton of S, SD Gundam um, Battle Alliance, but we also played Diablo 4 Beta, and the, I think Diablo 4 is going to be really cool. Um, I know, you know, if people still, I know there's probably people that still have problems with Blizzard and all that, um, but if you're a Diablo fan, I think this game is going to be really cool. They, they tried to add a level of cinematic, um, like a little, little a level of like cinematography and kind of like immersion to the story in this because there's times where you're going to see your character up close and there's like cutscenes that are going to play out in game not just like at the end of each chapter or whatever um it's it's a really fun game uh i think so far so um diablo 4 wasn't really something that was super huge on my radar but now it is the open beta was fun so that's kind of that's it yeah what about you shelly so i don't know if i talked about patch quest last week i genuinely don't remember but uh, I'm still playing it. I bought it. I'm playing it because it was on sale. And I was interested in it. I think you game. grabbed it after we recorded, I think. I think so. I think it was either that night or the night after. Because it's like, a, it's already been a while. Yeah. Um, but either way, so it's a pretty new game. And it's uh, it's like this crazy mix of like, it's a roguelike. It's a bullet hell shooter. Um, it's like top town. It's um, a monster collector. It's... Ooh, nice kind of has like this like place at like you have this home base that you can sort of customize a little bit too so it's like a mix of all these different things and not i'm not necessarily passionate about bullet hell i would say but like it has a mix of a lot of stuff i like in games 
Nice. Um, and so I picked it up, and I do like it. I do like it. Um, it definitely feels like a new game. Like, it definitely feels like there's still some, like, updates or some things that they kind of need to polish a little bit. Um, whether or not they will, I don't know, because I don't think it's actually, like, in beta or anything. Um, I just think it's pretty new, but um, I like it so far, and it's still pretty fun. I think right now um, I'm a little lost on, like, what I need to be kind of, like, doing. Hmm. It is it is kind of a hard game, too, since I had one original goal, and now that I've done that goal, now the next goal just seems, like, quite difficult. Um, but that's okay. Uh, it's advertised as a hard game, too, so that's fine. But it is fun. <laughs> um, you Basically, what you do is you go out into this world that's uh it's called patch quest because the world is like made of different like patches it kind of looks like you're on like this giant like quilt maybe um it's sort of this vibe that they're going for and you're you run around you have this uh you have a gun and you have a lasso and you can lasso monsters and ride them um Mm -hmm. and befriend them and take them home um and like keep them or uh you could just ride on them and get further into exploring um, and use your gun to shoot to take out other monsters and enemies and things like that. Um, But the monsters, all the monsters have like very specific abilities that they give you. There's like a defense skill, an offense Hmm. skill. Um, There's another skill that they have. There's like four skills, right? There's like four skills that they have. Um, And they're all pretty unique and cool for each monster. And so it's, it's been a while since I've been a like, at least in Pokemon, I've never really been one to catch them all. But in this <laughs> game, I feel like I kind of want to catch them all. Like, I kind of want to get one of everyone. <laughs> so, and there's different, like, areas. There's, like, a like a forest area, a desert area, a water area. I'm trying to remember the fourth area. It's, like, fiery or, I think. Yeah, like, yes. fire and stuff. Um, but it's really cute. And it's, it's pretty fun so far. Um, I feel like I almost wish that they went a little bit harder in some of the aspects. It part of me almost feels like they just like threw in all of these different things that I like, but like <laughs> just kind of on a shallow level and not like didn't, mm. didn't go deep enough. But I think maybe I just haven't played the game enough yet. I think I just need to keep going. Um, but as I play it more, the more I like it. And so I do like it and it is cute. And if you like any of those things that I mentioned, uh, look it up on Steam. It's pretty cheap right now, if I remember and again, it is a new game, so kind of just cool. keep that in mind. But reviews are really good right now. Um, and I do think it's just going to keep getting better. It seems like the kind of game where they're going to just kind of keep updating it with, like, new areas, new monsters, mm-hmm. maybe even having DLC. I don't know. Um, but it seems fun. And there's, like, this cool thing that unfortunately doesn't work on the... Sw- uh, I was going to say Switch, I'm, but I mean <laughs> deck, because I've been playing on the, on the Steam Deck. Um, of course, since we're talking about the Steam Deck. And yeah. um, there's, like, this discord integration feature where you can connect your discord and on the discord of the developer um you like get certain roles for doing certain things which i think is super cool but i've just been playing on the steam deck and it doesn't load like Mm. it literally is like cannot find windows file and i'm like yep that's because i don't have discord on thing and i honestly i could i could almost definitely probably install discord on it i just haven't i don't know if it would work i have no clue you know, it's yeah. not Windows. It's not a Windows machine. So, um, mm-hmm. anyway, that's just a cool option, especially if you're going to be playing on PC. That's um, unique, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I've been playing that. It's just a good, like, sort of time killer. Um, nice. And it's uh, it's sort of quick to just kind of hop on and, like, do a round or two, which is cool. As are most roguelikes, right? 
So, mm-hmm. the, but then I also finally got Persona 3 Portable, finally, and I finally started it, and because I was watching one of my friends play Persona 5 this weekend, and I'm like, you know what, I think it's time, I think it's time mm-hmm. I get Persona Back 3. Back into Persona, yeah. Because, one, it was also, it was on sale, mm-hmm. and two, um, I, I told myself I was going to wait for patches or mods to come out before getting it, because I needed to... Basically, I've been talking about a couple times on the podcast how the port, they just totally botched it. They just messed it up for a number of reasons. Yeah. And so I was basically waiting for them to fix it with patches or for modders to be able to create mods to fix those things. Um, Mm -hmm. And thankfully, there's mods out. So I was able to get those mods on there, which was a little bit more interesting than I thought it was going to be. It was a little bit uh, more steps to take for the Steam Deck specifically. So I basically had to combine like Steam Deck instructions with uh, PC instructions, like mm-hmm. Windows instructions, like kind of figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. But I was able to. And Get those files um, in there. Nice. Yeah, so I got a mod to fix the music. So the music actually sounds fine. Because um, I guess the music just, they have low quality versions of the music, which sucks because it's Persona and you mm-hmm. want to hear the really good music. So the music sounds good now. Um, I got something to fix some of the battle audio because it's just a lot of the sound bites and a lot of like effects that they through in there also just sound really bad unfortunately i don't think there's a fix out there for dialogue but the dialogue also does sound very it sounds pretty crunchy um and then most importantly i think is i got a mod that puts in all of the cutscenes from fes which is huge because like people loved the cutscenes from that it's because they're like nice anime style Mm cutscenes very similar reminiscent to persona 4 and persona 5 so i was Really hopeful to get that. Um, you know, people are like, oh, this like these really big moments, like they're just they don't not hit as hard just looking at it on the screen, like and not an anime cutscene. So I was able to get that too, which was great. Um, and it's I'm glad it all works. I'm just glad it all works because mm-hmm. I've never modded like a I've had modded games before, but I've never modded like a non-emulated game. I've never modded like a like a Steam games on the Steam mm. Deck, so I'm glad I got that figured out. But um, anyway, cool. yeah, so I'm finally playing Persona Three, and I'm really excited about that. Um, but yeah, nice. So I'm super excited. Not a video game, but I built, and we talked about it on the podcast. I feel terrible about uh, built a D and D one shot. Um, Three years ago? I remember you mentioning something. I think so, yeah. And then you never got to play it, yeah. And then it never happened. COVID happened, and it just kind of fell through. And so I have some friends at work that were wanting to play, and I was like, I do have a one-shot made, just kind of, you know, sitting Mm -hmm. in Google Docs. Yeah. (laughs) We had, and I had way more of it built than I realized. Like We really had just about (laughs) everything. We had to adapt a little bit of it. Yeah, because you were, like, ready for for it to play it, I remember yeah and it just didn't happen it was terrible timing on covid's part yeah (laughs) jeez but we finally got to play it and it was a ton of fun it was this campaign we called the cave of shadows uh, and it was the most tropey D &D campaign i could think of i really wanted to build it out to be Mm -hmm. uh play it one night but get all of the experiences that you can in D D in one sitting Ooh. and so it was they find potions and then the, uh, they find like this potion monster and they find some goblins obviously there was the tropiest thing i think of is the acid river and then like a pillar that you have to drop down to get like across the river <laughs> and uh, we even put a pub in the in the game 
So they went through a portal, and the portal brought them in. And that was kind of my way of getting them some of the, like, town interaction. Uh, they were performers. They didn't know they were going to be supposed to be performing for this pub. Uh, the pub was <laughs> mad because they were, like, an hour late to their, their performance. And uh, had to get up and, and perform different things. Uh, then, at the end, they ended up fighting themselves, uh, shadow versions of themselves, that turned into an incredibly nerfed... Um, dragon it was a super nerf dragon yeah yeah <laughs> but just for the epicness of it they started with a level two character uh they right before the end of it got to level up to level three so they could kind of experience what it was like to level up mm-hmm. and uh yeah it was a lot of fun it was really really cool yeah. i was a little nervous me and my wife dm together and that was really fun oh uh, sweet. that is cool yeah and i think it worked really well it was kind of hard with if you need to make decisions on the fly, you gotta just kind of trust each other's decisions, and luckily we were able to do that pretty well. That's it good. does kind of make a challenge where you gotta like someone says something, and mm-hmm. you can't argue with them about it because the other people, like the players, can hear you. So you'd give something away if you <laughs> talk about the campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's really, really good with the numbers and things, and I don't think I would have done very well with keeping the initiative orders and the attack orders and stuff, and like the HP and things. She was doing an amazing job with that. That's Yay. awesome. So. A lot of ways I kind of built the campaign and then she really played it out and then anytime they would kind of go off scripts I would uh, kind of work the improv stuff in. That's a fun way to do that. Nice. Yeah, oh, yeah it worked so out fun. really well. That's cool. That's always how it starts though. It started with that yeah. with me. Oh I have a one shot idea guys. Who wants to play? Everyone plays <laughs> it and you start getting that itch. Oh I could do this again. Oh, I could do a longer <laughs> one shot. I could do a multiple shot. I could do a campaign. So you're going to get the bug, I bet. I wonder. Yeah. What's crazy <laughs> is like, I had fun DMing. I really want to play. I don't, mm-hmm. like DMing was cool. Uh, and That's everyone true. is like, you got to go DM again. Uh, I've got a character that I want to play as. And uh, Seven Deadly Sins, very Escanor-esque. Hmm. And, Neat. Uh, Neat. Yeah. I have it kind of, I've, I've built it out two ways. I would just, don't talk, whatever DM I actually play with to do that. Yeah. Um, but they all, all of them except one of them was like, so when are we playing again? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be a few months at the very least. Yeah, I'm going to make gotta, the time. Yeah. The summer is so busy for me. Um, so I, what I told them today is to build their characters and then give me their backstories as soon as possible, like within the next month. And I was like, if I'm inspired enough to make a campaign <laughs> nice. with your backstories, uh, then, we'll, then we'll do it. That's cool. Let's go. And if not, at least I have something to do. I can take those characters to another d yeah. campaign or something. Yeah, it's fun. But wow. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Heck yeah. That's awesome. I've got a picture of the dragon on my Instagram. We didn't take very many pictures. but um, The plan of it, the original idea to do it was for a worship team at my church. And they were a bunch of people. The worship pastor is tr- like, he wants to be nerdy. He's not super nerdy. He's gotten into kind of video games. Mm. He was talking about magic cards, and we were like, stay away from magic cards because <laughs> you don't Ooh, have the time. That's a Magic gather. You don't have the money. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have the time or money. Or, yeah. You're yeah. a worship pastor. You may want to just stay away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so he is, he never, almost never has time to like, really sit down with you he couldn't commit to a weekly thing or even a monthly mm-hmm. thing probably so i really built it so that he could experience dnd because he wanted to um and 
no one else would probably give him the opportunity to. So that nice. was kind of how we did that. Yeah. Um, I then, like I said, there was one person that we played with that I don't know if she'll want to do it again, but everyone was very surprised that she played D&D because it was mm-hmm. not nice. up her alley at all. So that's awesome. really cool to get people to play D&D that usually wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. That's that's always it. I have a one of my best friends. Um, we started playing D&D together, actually. But, like, I don't know if it's, like, rude to say, but there is kind of, like, this stereotype for, like, who plays D&D, who doesn't. And it's usually mm-hmm. people who are already into video games or already into, you know, a bunch of other, like, sort of geeky or nerdy things. And it's so funny mm-hmm. because, like, this friend of mine just, like, doesn't fit any of those boxes. She never plays video games. Like, she doesn't do anything else nerdy. But she does play D&D. And, she, and um, like, people will mm-hmm. literally be, like, Wait, you play D anD D? Like she'll mention, like, oh, I can't, you know, I can't do it tonight. Sorry, I got Dungeons like, and Dragons to do. That's awesome. And people will get like really surprised. So they're just like, wait, you play Dungeons and Dragons? Like, yeah, of course I do. Like everybody does, right? Like the only thing that we could get, like the only piece that I was like, maybe she'll enjoy this, was uh, Last Kingdom is her favorite TV show. Mm. Ooh. But you would never gather that talking to her unless you you ask her what your favorite TV show is. Sure. Uh, very closeted nerd. <laughs> nice. Everybody does something they geek out about. Yeah. Everybody does, and it could be it could be yeah. for anybody. Honestly, it could be, and it doesn't have to be for everybody, but it can't be. And she did really well too, because a lot of them were trying to be. You know, it's their first time D anD D, and they they know about D anD D. So when, mm. when we were in combat, they were trying to get really creative with things, <laughs> and she was just attacking. Yes. Yeah. That's like this is a game, so I'm going to attack. I'm going to attack. And so she did. Yeah, she was killing it uh, because no one else was really attacking Literally. her. So she was. Yeah, <laughs> doing the most damage out of anyone. Uh, she was she wanted to be a queen, so we made her a queen. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> and so she literally just like she's like, "Can I leave them? She's like it's not worth my time." That's <laughs> funny. Like, yeah, she's like, "I'm gonna wait outside the door while they all fight this thing." <laughs> it's almost like um, an anime now. You got the like one female character that's like important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was so good. I love that. Um, I love it was it. fun. Anyways. That's what I did. I maybe we'll have more D and D adventures cool. in the future. It's been years since I played. Well, I played D and D last year uh, for a day. We did like a one shot. It would be fun uh, though, because now you have that in your back pocket for the people that don't really play a lot. So that's that's your introductory yes. campaign or intro, yeah. your introductory one shot for people. Man. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not totally long. We we went longer than I thought we would, but mm. uh, I think it's you can definitely do it in a day if you start early enough. It was six hours of gameplay. Okay. Uh, and that's with people that have never played before. We're asking lots of questions, and mm-hmm. um, I think six hours if you're starting, you know, right? like in the afternoon, you just make a day of it. You can be done by the end of the night. Yeah, take some rest, take some breaks. Oh, that reminds uh, me of when we finished Strahd that one time. Like it was a long day. I mean, we had we were doing that for months, but that was probably the longest D and D session I did. Yeah. My favorite session was we literally started at I think it was eight o'clock at night. And we stayed up until like three or four, uh, like as long as possible. And then we slept. We all stayed the night at the same house, <laughs> got up, and played more D and D for another like four or five hours. So fun! <laughs> That's awesome. Let's go. It was so cool. That's cool. Uh, we just basically stopped playing when we couldn't play anymore. And it was like <laughs> it was like the pledge drive, but with D and D. It was cool. Nice. <laughs> uh... Our poor DM. Uh, we had to stop and see. He was like, guys, I don't have anything else. He was like, this was supposed to last you like three months. Wow. <laughs> That's legit. That happens, though. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we can get into the gaming news from there. Uh, yeah. Um, so we're still geeking out about 
TMNT. I could have still said Cowabunga when we opened the show, totally. Um, I've, I've not stopped watching it. I, I didn't list it in TV. I've not mm-hmm. stopped watching it. Um, but even more, adding fuel to this fire, um, the Paramount, I think like one of the VPs or somebody like the head of Paramount has said that there is an adaptation of the last Ronin comic coming um, into video game form. They have which not is said so cool. Yeah, he. They have not said which AAA developer they got to do this. Um, but uh, it's pretty exciting. They likened it to they wanted they wanted to be inspired by like God of War, mm-hmm. which I think works. Um, because yeah, I totally get that. The last Ronin, I won't say who it is, just because I know Shelley wants to read it, and there's just I mean it's out there. Like if you really want to know, you can go look. Um, for uh, our listeners. Um, but there's one turtle alive out of the four turtles who has mastered every weapon of the turtles. Um, and has an arsenal of tools. And the way Kratos uses his axe and his blades in God of War, he uses them very much like a tool. So I think that it could work Mm -hmm. very well. Um, I would love to see some stealth gameplay out of this just because it's like, they're ninja turtles, right? Absolutely need Um, that. Mm -hmm. Uh, like yeah, so the stealth stealth gameplay I think would be really cool. I've read a few pages um, right after this announcement. I own I own the comic on Comicsology, and I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta start reading this a little bit. Um, the setting is is really cool. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of references and a lot of things that um, fans are going to love uh, about this. I mean, it's considered one of the best TMNT story arc like ever now. So. Um, I, this is still early in development, I, I assume. I think there's hopefully, no, like, hopefully enough time that so I can actually read it because there's, I've been oh so... yeah, no, no, no. There's no <laughs> release window or anything. There's it was um, just announced. I'm sure it'll be development for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, That's and true. there's there's already a Last Ronin sequel series um, happening right now too. Oh, um, which kind of also I'm kind of bummed about that because if this was its own thing. It, I think that would have been amazing too. Um, so I don't know. Maybe the new, maybe the sequel series is good. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be this last run story is supposed to be really good. Um, and a video. I game love the idea perfect. of God of War because they could have mm-hmm. said it was an Arkham, like yeah, and that would have read very similarly similarly to mm-hmm. me in gameplay. Yeah. Uh, but God of War, I think of story. It's now. so cinematic. God of War. Yeah, mm-hmm. they could literally and... do last, you know, that like one shot style of like God of War with the camera. They could literally mm-hmm. do last run. Oh, that yeah. Time. Like there's so much epicness mm-hmm. to, to God of War that I think if you put that into last run, it could be mm-hmm. really cool to yep. see. And each of those yeah. weapons could be so specifically um, just highlighted. Oh, in yeah. That, in that style of gameplay. Yep. Um, and there's other ways. Oh my gosh! If the, or in, incorporated, there's certain elements of that comic that I've already seen early on incorporated into the game. I think would be really. Oh, uh, it would it would hit. It would be hitting. Um, yeah, I need to pause. I need to yeah. pause Usagi and, and watch and uh, read Last Ronin. Yeah, it's been on my list. It's been on my list. It's just now I'm like, oh, it's so frick, good. I gotta there's, do it. there's just elements. I'm like, man, I can't wait to see that in video game form. Um, not much else to say, um, but Paramount, just a reminder, Paramount, it does own the rights to Ninja Turtles, that's why it's been on Nickelodeon for a long time, Mm -hmm. um, they're the ones who had to deal with Call of Duty 
in the past week where Shredder came to Call of Duty. I actually right. did not spend money on the Shredder skin because I realized I'm kind of trying to go away from the games of service model still. Mm-hmm. Um, I even deleted Call of Duty on my, off of my hard drive again because I thought I was going to get back into it for the Shredder skin. But um, yeah, so Paramount is is kind of the ones that are that own the distribution rights to all all the like TMNT media. Um, yep. Yeah, not much else to say. I, I'm excited. I'm still, I'm still on the turtle train right now. Um, yes. They have a blimp and a van. There might as well be a train now. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, <laughs> um, and so we mentioned this early on. The last AAA. So we've had the Calbunker Collection. We've had Shredder's Revenge. But the last AAA Ninja Turtles game we got was. Um, TM, I think it was TMNT Mutants in Manhattan, I believe, and that was done by Platinum Games. Um, <laughs> Platinum? Which, yeah, yeah I've not so heard about this game. They, um, Platinum had a, like, licensed, uh, team that did licensed games for a while. They did a Korra game. They did a Transformers game. Oh, yeah. Um, which, which are all fairly mediocre. They're not great. They're fair, they're kind of meh. Um, but, yeah, so, um, and then before that, which confused me, we had a game called... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, which is what they ended up calling that movie at one point. And I'm like, wait oh. a minute. There was already a game with that name. Um, all those TMNT games are now delisted off of Steam. I think you can still find Mutants in Manhattan on, like, if you can find a physical copy on PS4 or Xbox One, I think you could still get a hold of it. But they're delisted off of Steam now. And I'm glad I got them and just because I'm that much of a geek and I'm like, these mm-hmm. licensed games don't stay long, so... Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's all. Um, the other thing, the other game piece of gaming news that really hits home for me and also kind of gives me hope is that today Multiverses has announced that, um, I think everybody forgot it was still technically an open beta, which is still, which is still weird. I forgot. Yeah. Um, because I tripped out because even I thought they, they even tested ranked for a while. They took that out. Um. Um, but people were concerned about it because they hadn't had an update in almost a month, in over a month, like, or just any news about it. But today they announced that they are taking the game offline on June 26th. They're delisting the game from stores, I think, at the end of April. Um, so they say you're still going to have access to the training lab and local matches. Mm-hmm. So it's like for people that still want to play it, they can still like play it or whatever. But they say they're basically listening to all the feedback to all the fans, and they're going to close the game until early 2024. I think wow. it's a bold move. That is um, a bold this, move. This is one of my favorite. This was my like favorite game of last year. Um, I enjoyed it so much. It's what kind of helped kickstart my own my personal Twitch channel. Um, and I just I think it's it's a good move because if they really take things into consideration. Um, I think it could be something good. Um, they can, you know, I liked what they already had. Um, the player base dropped extremely low, um, on Steam and probably wasn't much better on consoles. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think like if they take this time, which is going to be about six months, if they take six months and work on it and improve it, um, I, I really hope what comes out at the other end is going to be great. Um, because I think it's, to me, it's refreshing to hear a team say, hey, we're going to work on this instead of like Rumbleverse and some of those other games that just got shut down yeah. and being like, hey, mm-hmm. we're closing servers in about this many weeks. Or exactly. This like, 
having mm-hmm. hope and being like, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to actually make this better because it was love, love for so long. A lot of people yes. were like, oh, it's a dead game or a dead game. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I mean, and, yeah. it, it dropped, but they can come back and they can yeah. make it even better. And, it and what they have is game. solid. What they mm-hmm. have is solid. What they have is better than Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. It did have a level of polish that I think I really liked. That um, I think if it if it kept going and if they got really good, they could legit be a competitor with like Brawlhalla and Smash, like yeah. all that stuff. All those platform fighters that are still getting played, I mm-hmm. think it could it could be up there if if they do come back better than ever. So, the roster I think was a big complaint to they were adding kind of. A couple of the characters they added were kind of odd, and people were like, what? Like, okay, like, you know, mm-hmm. there's so many other characters that people want. Um, so, I don't know. It's just kind of, that was, like, a big complaint. Um, ranked was never a thing. I mean, not that I cared about ranked or anything, but there's just so much quality of life things that were not added and were not balanced. And uh, I think it's cool for them. It's It's a very transparent thing to do and be like, hey, we're taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I I admire the the boldness there. So, yep. I'll see multiverse in six months then, because I kind of got to the point where I started removing it from my hard drives on all my platforms anyway. I'm just like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, this kind of sucks to do because I love this mm-hmm. game. <laughs> but for to get a response out of them today, I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll get to. I'll see you again. <laughs> so and this is not. Yeah. Goodbye. It's not the total see you later. End. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, I think it's it's good though. Um, so it's it was just kind of a trip to see. So yeah, that's gaming news. I know we spent a lot of time there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into the movies then, Shelly. What movies have you been watching? Uh, I yeah, I know we're pretty far in. I won't spend a lot of time here because I didn't watch anything new. Um, I watched Les Mis just because I'm still on a, a little bit of a musical kick. I, I a couple weeks ago we watched Family Opera, and Les Mis is my favorite musical. And it just has been a while since I've watched the movie. So I got one of my other friends who loves musicals and we watched it together. And it's still good. I mean, obviously it's never going to be as good as theatrical, you know, at Allen Theater. I think I've talked about this before, but it was once again reminding me how it's like, sure, the music isn't itself, like the singing isn't as good as the actual theater professionals. And there's a lot of charm that comes with only theater. Uh, and on like sort of the Broadway production, um, that is you know kind of the way to usually experience it. But you know, making it into a movie, those set pieces and the environments and their costuming and I mean even the acting like was all just so so good, so top notch. Um, <laughs> it just made me remember how like amazed I was when I watched it for the first time back in 2012. I actually got to see an early release of it. That's um, awesome. And so I ju- it was really just me and like so like a room full of other Les Mis fans and we were all just like seeing <laughs> um, the, that first shot where they're like pulling the ship and there's just water everywhere in this giant ship and you're just like, oh my gosh, and you're like, whoa. So I just think that's a good example of like, no, it's not going to be the best example of how to necessarily watch a musical or um, listen to the music. Especially Russell Crowe. He's just not the best singer, but whatever. <laughs> but it's it tells the story well. Um, it does have decent music. And the environment says pieces uh, kind of just blow me away. I think that's really cool because they can only do that in movies. Um, they can't really do that on a theater production. So there's that. Then I also watched Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which I have seen before. But 
it was like I, we watched it and i was like man it's like i barely remember this movie i only remember a couple scenes and it's because all it is is scenes none of the scenes transition to each other it's just bit after bit after bit and i don't know why i didn't remember that aspect but then i'm like you know wonder i remember nothing from this movie constantly i just forget <laughs> half the movie because there's no like real plot or real through line it's just scene and then scene and then scene and then mm-hmm. scene and then the movie ends so and it is still funny though um but i just thought that was interesting i'm like i just don't watch this movie enough am i forgetting stuff like that easily it's like <laughs> well that the movie doesn't do itself any favors in that way but it is still funny still entertaining um and i think this time i actually was able to pay attention to all the actors and i'm like oh yeah that's him that's that's arthur like oh yeah that's Galahad. It's so I thought like actually being able to recognize the actors in other roles, I just never really paid attention to that before. Um so that was kind of amusing to me as well. But uh anyway, that's it. Cool. LJ, what have you been watching? Um I I didn't get to go see John Wick this week, but I'm going to go no. see it next week. Ooh, yeah. Um uh, I watched my helped watch my nephew all weekend, so I watched a lot of YouTube, uh, kids YouTube. But the other thing I got him to watch, well, I got him to watch some Netflix, and we watched uh, the movie Home, and it was that 2015 movie with um, Rihanna oh, was a big part of it. That's right, I recognize it with the purple alien. Yes, and yeah. so honestly, honestly, like it was just one of those movies that it just kind of flew. I think. I didn't really it kind of like flew by like I didn't really give much attention to it um mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I was just I wasn't watching those kind of movies then I guess um mm-hmm. but it's uh Rihanna is in it and she she had a lot of agency in that movie I don't know if she helped make it or what but I know she did a lot of music in it and it was it was really good my cousin um his kids I guess really enjoy it and so he, um Showed it, I showed it to my nephew, and I'd never seen it either. And I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, this is really good. Um, a really good story. It's funny. Um, it looks really wholesome. I've never it, seen it, it, but the trailer is. It, really it looks very is. wholesome. Um, mm-hmm. Even just the ending of the movie is like super wholesome, too. Um, it's on Netflix. It's kind of worth a watch. I think it's a DreamWorks movie as well. Um, I, yeah, I think it is DreamWorks. But uh, it was it was good. I was like, wow. Like I was just like, I feel like this movie is like low-key like good or just underrated or i don't know if it just got that much love um i know they netflix did i think eventually do some like spin-off things of it whenever they got that deal with like dreamworks where they were doing stuff um i like it though i was and i there was definitely parts i missed but i feel like i watched a majority of it and i was just like mm-hmm. wow yeah this is this is good so i may give it a rewatch just to see like the things i missed um but i think it's definitely a wholesome movie that i think um I feel like we need today <laughs> instead of in 2015. I'm like this. This is something we need seven years later, so or eight years later. Dang. Um, yeah. So that's what I watched. Cool. Well, I haven't seen anything, so we can get into the movie news. Sweet. Um. So uh, you had actually mentioned John Wick Four, how you weren't able to see it, but mm-hmm. um, we are very likely in John Wick 5. I think it's not necessarily confirmed, but the director is sort of, like, hinting at that. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I think it would be the last one. I'm not sure they're trying to make a sixth one See, as well. But... I feel like, you know, we talked about this before, we definitely, I thought they did say that they have at least five planned. Mm-hmm. I think so you're right. So, if this next one is the last one, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, no one's 
scene yet. We don't necessarily know how John Wick Four ends, but for those who have already I've watched John Wick Four, really good. yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it's good. Uh, I've never seen John Wick. I'm gonna still. find out. I still need to. Uh, I need to watch fun. the other. I need to watch the others again. Like that's what I, I don't want to say. It's to do. good, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the third one I feel like is kind of like the one that's. I think it gets kind of corny and kind of silly. Yeah. But one and two okay. were like really good. Um, but yeah, I really want to watch all of them again before I go see this. So that was also part of that was also me like waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm gonna try to spend this week and just watch the rest before I go see four. Um, nice. There's also a, spinoffs coming. We have the ballerina. Which is Anna de Armas. Um, oh. I think it's set. It's set in between a couple of the movies, and then we have the Continental, um, which is also about uh, Ian McShane's character um, and the hotel that the movie is like kind of centered around. Um, mm-hmm. That's coming to a platform, and um, yeah, rest, rest in also rest in peace, Lance Reddick, again. Oh, yeah. um, his character is so cool in those movies, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, I'm down for, for more. If we we need at least one more, I think if they have five planned. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to uh, see the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Heard the lighting is phenomenal. So then I weird about lighting. I love when things are lit up cool. A, th- a thing to rem- cool. a thing to remember is that the director of John Wick Four is doing the Ghost of Tsushima movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're gonna get oh if they get the oh, people to man. if they get the people to choreograph that, that that have been choreographing these movies i am down mm-hmm. which oh, i think is gonna man. happen um yep so anyway we can move on wow, <laughs> wow. no that's cool though um <laughs> the other thing i want to talk about so we're gonna get shift to like Disney, I was going to say Disneyland, but that's a actual <laughs> place, a realm of Disney, if you will. But first we're going to talk about MCU and um, Liv Tyler's coming back, which is crazy. Um, and if you don't yeah. really remember Liv Tyler ever being in MCU, if you've watched a lot of MCU and you're like, oh, she was in Pre-Disney. It was, it was. It, yeah. it was she was in The Incredible Hulk. I she still like Love that movie, Incredible. even though it's yeah. not good. Well, but I just think it's I crazy. Still- so he, uh, she's going to be revising a role, mm-hmm. or uh, not revising, reprising, sorry, reprising her role um, in the next Captain America movie. So Captain America 4, um, what's the full title of it? I've already forgotten. New World Order. New World Order. Yep. Thank you. So N-O-U-O. she's going to be, and I think the leader, I think that <laughs> is also going to be in it. So that's, yes. it's just like so weird. They're like bringing, but like cool. And I also respect it. They're bringing all these characters back from the incredible hulk which is like it's just going to be like this weird thing of like explaining what happened to them why they weren't around right i i think i just respect it though because everyone tried to i I think including mcu and disney just tried to forget that that movie Mm -hmm. existed because it didn't do super well then obviously they changed the actor for hulk which probably mm-hmm. also didn't, you know, it was almost like a soft reboot of sorts of like, oh, like yep. that wasn't a Hulk movie, but like we're doing something else now. But this is yeah. cool because it's just reaffirming like, no, 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 it's part of the MCU. They still Different actor, sure. Movies, I think because of a universal deal or something. They yeah. That's the reason why sense. they haven't made like any more Hulk movies. Mm-hmm. But I just think yeah. it's cool. Like they're, they're, one thing I do like about the MCU is their ability to dig deep and find random characters, heroes, villains that aren't super well known 
and then make them into really cool characters. And here mm-hmm. they're doing this, but not with the comics per se. They're doing it with yeah. one of their past movies, which yeah, um, it's, it's almost like cool. they're recognizing where they started and that yeah, probably wasn't the best. But they're like, no, you know what? We're bringing this forward. You know, we're going exactly. to recognize all of our imperfections, you know, kind of a thing, hopefully. No, exactly. So I just think it's cool. Like, hey, good for her and good for them for mm-hmm. once, right? Like, yeah. MCU's had so many L's recently, I feel like. So mm-hmm. I think this is a dub. Although the next piece of news goes back to, is this another L? Well. Just another L. <laughs> <laughs> Live action, fellas. That's the L of the day. And this time, the victim yeah. is Aristocats. So we're just I like think of like the cats movie, the live action like the. <sighs> All I'm saying like that. is that that didn't go over well. In fact, it was terrible, <laughs> and the Lion King didn't. People didn't like the Lion King either. I mean, I think some people did, mm-hmm. but a lot. There were a lot of people, but they were wrong. Yeah, I think they were wrong. <laughs> um, so I just they're doing it again, and granted, I understand the Aristocrats isn't quite as beloved as the Lion King. It's not quite as popular. But they still don't need to make it, per se. Or they don't need to live action it. Because, again, they're cats. It's not going to be live action. It's going to be more CGI crap. And this time they're going to be little cats instead of big cats. Um, And (laughs) I don't know. I just... We've talked about this so many times, right? How this is so exhausting. But it's like... It just makes me think. They're trying to do another live-action cat movie. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it off of a cat movie that already exists, which is the Aristocats, which is a fine movie, aside from the racist cat, which they could just remove. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's a fine movie besides that. It's fine. It's not great, even. It's just fine, in, in my opinion. Um, And then they had The Lion King, right? And they just tried to remake that. But it's like, these are fine movies that already existed. If they really want to do a cat movie, if they really want to do something... Why not do Thund- something that hasn't been done before? Well, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't steal my thunder. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> see, this time I had the pun. Isn't that crazy? There you go. There you, go. On you guys. Very uh, proud. Yeah. Um, well, I was going to talk it about. Was so- perfect. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's only funny when I say it. Um. <laughs> But they should just do, and I know it's not owned by Disney, so that's why they can't do it. But theoretically, they have so much money. What if they bought the Warriors series? And for anybody my age, even no if you didn't read it, because so, no yeah, we're, idea what this was we're talking about this before, and I think it's legitimately a, a, a generation gap that we experience here because <laughs> it was like the it was a incredibly popular book series that is still going to this day. It started in two thousand three, so it's actually twenty years old as of this year, which is crazy. Um, I think it was 2003. It might have been 2001. I might be getting it mixed up. But um, it's a series about cats in a cat world and they're cat tribes and they're all cats. Okay? They're all cats. Which is great. And as far as I'm aware, I don't think there's ever been like an official, official like movie or even show for Warriors, which is crazy to me because it was an incredibly popular series, I at least for think my I've generation. I think I've seen this age. cover at one point. This cover I'm sure you have. The, I'm looking at them now, like I'm seeing Rising Storm, and it just has the cat face on it. Yeah, like, exactly. I feel like I've seen this somewhere. And like for me, even I can even compare it to um, another animal book series that I was obsessed with, which was called Guardians of the Gahul, 
And I don't know if any listeners out there have even heard of it or I've heard of the movie. But, yes, that's what I'm saying is you've heard of the movie. And while it wasn't a very good movie, it was visually gorgeous. And it was somewhat, kind of, that live-action CGI style. But it was still animated enough in their faces. Like, they they obviously weren't real owls. Um... Because it was a book about owls. I don't think I mentioned that. It's an owl book. They're all owls. Um, They, but it's like they. I remember specifically, like they gave Soren is the main main character. He's a barn owl, and if you know what barn owls look like, their eyes are just kind of like, like black, like blank. There's no like pupils. But what they did is they gave these barn owls in the movie pupils, specifically because it's really hard to show emotions without pupils. Like it's just difficult to do, and they made like you know. The faces be able to contort and the beaks be able to move a certain way that definitely no real owl could do, but they were able to do it and they did that decision in order to, you know, make every character actually have emotion. So while it's not a very good movie, um, I think it actually visually wise is like really good. And that's kind of what they were going for. I even remember the trailers. I don't know if you guys remember the trailers of like Soren flying through the rain and he just looks so cool, and I'm like, this isn't even a scene in the book. I understand they don't there care about the story. There was even a video game adaptation of the movie. There too, was. I, I remember playing the demo. Oh my gosh, yeah, and there was. But <laughs> all I'm saying is, like, I do even think that there is a way to take kind of that more almost realistic. I wouldn't even say live action, but almost realistic CGI mm. and make it really good. Because while Guardians of the Galaxy movie wasn't good, it wasn't good because not because of the visuals. It wasn't good because the story. They just didn't adapt it well. The characters are bad. Um, it just wasn't a good adaptation, right? And it's also for a series where they're just doing the first book and that's going to make things weird too. Anyway, not a great movie, but if you were to go like look up trailers, you're going to see exactly what I'm saying, right? Where it's like visually wise, they nailed it. Like it, it's, that's not a problem at all. Um, whereas Lion King, like it's hard to see their emotions. They try to make it too realistic. And mm-hmm. um, I just think that if they could take that approach... And if they could apply it to warriors instead of Aristocats, I'd be happy. But unfortunately, they don't own, they don't own warriors. Um, that's just what I want them to do. Somebody but they're not going to do that. They're not going to. They're going to do the stupid thing they did with Lion King, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> the Aristocats, but they're alive." I so want, stupid. And I don't know why I want this, but I really do. Homeward Bound. Remake oh Homeward yeah. Bound in that like overly realistic. Uh, looking animation and i'd be down because they didn't really talk in the in the movie they Uh didn't move or anything they just had narration so that's all you have to change i was gonna say that was already live action (laughs) yeah i just want a remake of it and you do it again clean it up that's a movie that i think that could Mm. yeah Mm. that could Mm, yeah i think it's more due than aristocats yeah it doesn't follow my recipe of is it different it's just better maybe you're right lj Ooh, changing opinions <laughs> mid podcast. I don't know if that's yeah. allowed. Um, <laughs> I'm like, hmm, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. The rules of a remake are very vague. Um, yeah, it's hard to define. And I, but I, I just think Risk Cats doesn't need it. I think all they need to do is re-release it, take out the racist cat, uh, call it good. That's all they need to do, honestly. <laughs> um, but they're not going to do that. They're going to do the stupid. Make him a they're going to do the stupid Lion King to race cars thing and it'll be bad thomas o'malley will probably be voiced by freaking oh john mulaney or something i don't know (laughs) i don't know 
I can't think of John a good Laney, example Chris of Pratt, be. Tom Holland. It'd probably be freaking... It wouldn't be... It, he's not goofy enough. He's too cool. He's too cool. It wouldn't be... Even though they're like, oh, he's too cool. Chris Pratt's not very cool. I don't think it'd be Chris yeah. Pratt. Get it, some it wouldn't old, be Tom older, Holland. They'd get some older actor. Yeah. Who would they do? Um, Will Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's like... It's perfect. I guess so. Man. I just Dang. feel like they're going to do the same thing, right, though? It's like they're going to get all these like really famous actors who may or may not even be good at voice acting. Because good at voice they're... acting. Will Arnett voice acts and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But... I don't know if I'm tired of Will Arnett, though. Well, you will be with the Aristocats. <laughs> yeah. um, we can move on. I just... Disney infuriates me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> We will we'll move on then. If we get into TV, yeah, I haven't really watched a lot of TV either. I, I don't. I think I'm doing this thing where I need to watch something. I was saying I'm gonna watch something and I haven't watched it, so I'm not even watching anything. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, because I know. I can't mean. watch anything until I. Yeah, it's I like do paralysis. that. I do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I really want to watch My Hero Academia, and uh, a lot of people have been telling me to do it for years, and so I'm like, I'll get to it, but I haven't watched anything because of that. Besides. Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and Into the Bad Batch as well, but Into the Bad Batch is just kind of, I'm in a weird spot on that show. Mandalorian, real good, LJ. Yeah. That's our update. <laughs> yeah, so. It's slow. Nothing so happened. apparently we're already halfway through the season, which also kind of scares me. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, things need to happen at this point. Like, I mean, not yeah. that stuff isn't happening, because that's the argument that's being said right now. Oh, nothing's happening. There is stuff happening. I think we're just... In, uh, my theory is that we're kind of in, like, a Marvel show kind of phase with this season, where I feel like the stuff that is happening is going to get really answered in, like, the last two episodes. Yeah, Marvel got really bad about that. Mm-hmm. It's, like, these kind of slow episodes, and then the last episode are... Yeah, something like the very it's last like, episode. Oh, crap, we uh, realized we didn't have enough episodes to work with, so let's just kind of... Yeah, time to clean up, let's, and let's, then it's over, and you're somebody like, Somebody wow, grab, the, like three grab more the broom, grab the broom, put some of this into the pan, and put some of this under the rug. Which mm-hmm. I don't really understand why they're doing that. I, mean, uh, yeah. I don't think it creates any... Like, it doesn't create good TV to do it that mm-hmm. way. I don't know, maybe it's budgeting, and they think like maybe it's cheaper to know. do it that way, but... Because I would rather... There's so many storylines that are going on right now in Mandalorian mm-hmm. that you could focus on one, and I would have been like done that one well. Yeah. And it would have been really interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. But the episodes that we are having, it's still kind of Monster of the Week in a lot of ways, and I am kind of for it. Like, it's still it's still fun. Mandalorian is goofy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm I still enjoying it. don't take it seriously anymore. Yeah, it's getting to the point where it's like, I'm like, is this actually just fan fiction? Yeah, it's just campy, like, <laughs> Star Wars. But I mean, hey, David Filoni and John Favreau are like huge fans anyway. Which, um, we knew that when getting into it. I don't. Yeah. I guess I just kind of forget. Maybe just watching Andor had me spoiled a little bit. Yeah. Like, we had that episode in the first season where the Stormtroopers are shooting a can and missing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, this is, is this a Star Wars? Or is this, like... <laughs> yeah like a dub of something like a abridged mm-hmm. it's uh yeah the show is strange yeah. oh yeah i i don't want to give anything away but like that first episode really set the tone mm-hmm. of how campy this season oh yeah uh, with the the villains of that mm-hmm. first episode it was just so silly it looked like they just pulled 
uh, outfits from another movie genre and threw them on some aliens. I feel like with Boba Fett, the camp was bad, but I'm like, if you kind of lean... I feel like if you kind of lean into it and you're kind of aware of, of it, then I think it makes it a little bit better. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's why we didn't like Boba Fett. Is I, we're kind of okay with Mandalorian. Mandalorian's been campy. Yeah. Boba Fett in Mandalorian wasn't campy, though. Boba uh, Fett in Mandalorian was really cool the whole time. It's true. Yeah. So we up. got, like, excited. Yeah. Yeah. To be this, like, assassin. We're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then, not assassin, but, you know, just... Just cool. He almost was horror-esque. He's kind of yeah. a man mob boss kind of thing who just got made fun yeah. of because he didn't do anything. Like, I was I was really hoping for, like, the Godfather yeah. Star Wars edition. Yep. And when we got to Boba Fett, it was maybe even more campy than mm-hmm. Mandalorian had been. Like, this isn't the Boba Fett that you introduced us to. Yeah. We want scary Boba Fett that is, like, wrecking shop on people. Yeah. Yep. Mandalorian, it gets a pass. They can have. Uh, we'll go back to Boba Fett's thing because that's not much of a spoiler. The uh, '80s rock moped gang. Yeah. So yep. funny. <laughs> but I still recommend it. Mandalorian's yeah. great. Yeah. Grogu is is so good. Oh yeah. Um, and there's a cool cameo that I don't want to give away, but uh, I guess that was two episodes ago, wasn't it? No, it was. No, this that was this episode. This was this one. Yeah, yep. super cool cameo. Um, a character from original Star Wars getting a little bit of redemption. An mm-hmm. actor. An actor, Not yeah. a character. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I've seen, so go ahead, LJ. What'd you, what have you watched? Um, speaking of old man mob bosses, um, I started watching uh, Tulsa King. Um, okay. For, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not really a boss in the mo- in the show, I guess, but I didn't realize apparently Paramount Plus showed up on PlayStation like two months ago in December. Or I guess that's three oh, months I now. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, but I, um, I saw I started watching it because I was like, oh, there's so much shows I want to watch on here, but I didn't want to have to switch to my smart TV. Like, you know, like I just watch everything on my console. Um, mm. But Tulsa King is pretty cool. It's the first se- It's only got one season. It's Sylvester Stallone. Um, it's nice to see him play somebody other than an action hero like Rocky or like Rambo. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He plays a really good... Uh, really, I, I like his character. Um they do the thing that it's like, oh, old man can't do technology kind of a thing. Um, yeah. But also, it's just him. It's very much a fish out of water story where it's like, oh, he's this New York mob boss guy that yeah. gets sent that gets sent to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it's it's kind of it's not it's not like amazing. Like I'm not gonna mm-hmm. tell people, oh, they should go like pay for Paramount for this, but it's a fun it's a fun show. I could see definitely if it was on like primetime television somewhere. Um, it's pretty cool. He's just one of those guys that's like, I'm gonna walk in this place, and punch somebody or do or do something to somebody, so that way I can just have the thing that I want. Or like you know like, <laughs> goes into into a dealership. I need a car. Oh, let me beat this person up. Okay, get, gets car. You know like, <laughs> um, it's it's it, it's kind of silly in that way. Um, yeah, but it's it's good. It's a fun watch. I f- I feel like I needed to watch something else, other than like. TMNT and um, stuff like that. I mean, not that I'm not, but my nephew literally, uh, they, uh, my parents got home from like something they done on Saturday morning, and he goes, um, he's like, oh, uh, he's like, oh, my stepdad watches this show, and he's like, and he literally burned me. He goes, wait, you watch adult shows? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, the dude, and he's six years old, and goes, you watch adult shows? 
like, oh man, because like I'm watching Star Wars, I'm watching Ninja Turtles. Every time he mm-hmm. wants to play Sonic, I'm taking the Ninja Turtles DVD out of my PlayStation. I'm just like, oh, oh. <laughs> no, but Tulsa King's good. Uh, lastly, the other thing I'm watching, it's only an episode into the last season, but Ted Lasso is really good. This episode felt much more Ted Lasso than the first one. First one felt like, hey, this is the final season, we're going to deal with, with some stuff. But then this second episode is just... Not that the first one wasn't wholesome, but this this one was just like all the way. Um, yeah, so Ted Lasso is a really good show for those who have not watched it. I highly recommend it. If you can get a trial for Apple TV or something when this season ends and just binge through all three seasons, like, do it. Uh, it's good. So, yeah. I watched a lot of TV as, as, as well, so <laughs> that's it. Cool. Yeah. And um, I'm still watching Ancient Magus Bride. It's still good, thankfully. And <laughs> nice. um, we haven't finished season mm-hmm. one, but I guess... Season two is coming out very soon. I think early mm. April, which I didn't realize it was not out yet. I didn't realize it was coming out soon. So I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty timely. Pretty timely. We decided to watch when we did because pretty much mm-hmm. I'm thinking by the time we finish this first season, second season will be either out or almost out. So that's great because I'm tired of watching shows that don't have an end yet. Um, like Spy X Family and Kaguya-sama. Like, I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of waiting <laughs> for the next season. Like, Cowboy Bebo was great because it was just one one thing. It's done. It's done. It's over. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I'm still enjoying English, Ancient Magus Bride. Um, just once again, still just seeing, like, those cool, like, themes coming through. And I just think, like, it's almost like that first episode is, like, misleading because of how things are going now with the show. But it's, like, I think it's misleading in a good way. The first episode kind of almost tricks you into thinking, oh, it's going to be this kind of show. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, totally not. Um, it's way more wholesome. And it really just is about the protagonist. I kind of thought there'd be, like, this huge, like... And there is obviously, like, this connection between the protagonist and the... Um, ancient mage, sort of like the monstrous mage who who sort of takes care of her. Um, his name's Elias. Her name's uh, Chise. Um, mm. But it really is like about Chise. Like it really is about her. And it's it's interesting. This is like sort of interesting dynamic of like he's teaching her magic and she's learning all this stuff about herself, not just from him, but like from like other people and from other parts of like the world and other things. Mm. Um, but that he's learning from her because he doesn't really understand human emotions very well. So um, she kind of gets to teach him, like, what is it to be human? Um, and that's kind of cool. It's a, it's a good dynamic. Um, so, uh, yeah, still good. Still good. Nice. We will get into the TV news then. Uh, we'll kind of run through these quickly. Uh, Dragon Prince, one of our favorite TV shows, I feel like, as a podcast. As a podcast, I think, um, yeah. Mm, I'm a little yeah. bit behind, but I really enjoy it, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So we have season five uh, releasing sooner than I think any of us thought. We had to wait years between uh, the last season and the one yeah. before it. Uh, season time. five will be coming out summer 2023. So that's pretty recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they're from the teaser, not teaser per se, but just like the little image that they put out. Um, it looks like they're maybe going to be doing the storm or sky. I don't remember the same or different. Like, like it's, yeah, it's one of those shows where it's very reminiscent of avatar where they're like kind of going seeing all the different like parts of like books yeah 
um, parts region. of different elves in the different regions. So last season was like the Earth um, sort of area. And I think this time they're doing either Storm or Sky. I'm not really sure. Um, but Nyx is back and she was in season one or two. I'm trying to remember. I don't think three. I think it was one or two. Um, and she was in it very briefly. And if you don't remember her, she did the Wonderwall reference. So you probably remember now. Because <laughs> everyone remembers I mean, the Wonderwall reference. I need to rewatch the whole show, I feel like. It's been a while. Yeah. I just want it to be... I yeah, I just want season five to be, like, good. Because I didn't hate season four like a lot of people did. But a lot of people did. And just there were... Meh. Yeah, it was meant. And there was just some decisions they made. I'm still kind of mad with how they treated the, the whole graphic novel thing. Of, like, something big happened in the graphic novel... And then mm. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I've read this, but like, how's it going to handle for those who haven't read this? And how is this going to get sort of resolved? And it kind of just doesn't yeah. in season four. And I'm like, well, maybe they will do it in season five. But even then, it feels a little too late for me. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. They, But I, I think the, uh, I'm kind of glad that's going to be coming out so soon because it really sort of reinforces that season four probably definitely was just set up. Um, and it could be that they're, you know, the first three seasons are very much like a trilogy, right? Like, it's like this one set thing. She was in season three. Season three? Really? I swear it was season one or two. Ah, <laughs> uh, I swear. That's what the wiki says. Well, it doesn't mean it's No, you're probably right. It's I like s- your teacher telling you don't use Wikipedia um, <laughs> back <laughs> in the day. not accurate. I mean, those first three seasons were like one big long show. Yeah. It mm-hmm. felt like it's... And then season four feels like a sequel yeah. show. I think that was part of it. Is season three was so epic. I think I'm early. Yeah. I think I'm like on the first episode of season three. I think last I last I watched something okay. early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so it's, I just want it to be like really good. I don't know if it's necessarily going to hit the high highs that season three did. It doesn't like need to, but I just want it to be. I don't know. There's some definitely some disappointing things in season four. I didn't hate mm-hmm. it, but there were disappointing aspects. And I'm hoping yeah. that this season is less disappointing. Hmm. I assume it will be. I think that they'll get back on track. I think they just needed to regain their footing after COVID. So long, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was a while. We also get some news about Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, one is just a set photo, but it's of Kingpin. Wearing clothes that to me look oversized, and I don't understand if that's like a story thing or if like if it'll be like a story thing or if it's just like CGI or why he looks the way he does. Uh, I see a lot of comments saying that he's going to be a mayor, uh, the mayor or running for mayor in this, and that'll be really interesting. Um, but I'm also really curious. We don't know when this takes place. LJ, you believe that it takes place during? The I saw some articles that claim it's supposed to take uh, place during the blip. But I, I'm taking those with a grain of salt. I don't truly believe that yet. Because um, if they it can would, explain... Not to give too much away for Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, it would kind of... The, the ending of Hawkeye makes things kind of confusing timing-wise. We don't really know yes. what happened. Uh, hopefully this answers that. And then also that cameo in Spider-Man. Yes. Um, yeah, so I think hopefully that... That would be neat, is if this took place in a time where it, answers, it does answer those questions. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That would make more sense than, I don't know if we really need the golden red, the mustard yellow <laughs> outfit from, <laughs> from She-Hulk. I, yeah, I'm curious to, to know what that's all about still. It was a cool nod yeah. to the comics. Um, we'll like, s- we'll I liked it just it. as a fan, but I'm like, well, yeah, we'll see. But it's mustard yellow. It is. 
They even make fun of it in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other piece of news coming out of Daredevil is that season two, according to D'Onofrio, who plays Kingpin, is going, uh, season two is happening. So that's not confirmed by Disney or Marvel yet, but mm-hmm. um, D'Onofrio's talking about it, it's probably happening. Uh, which is crazy. I, I understand, like, it makes more sense hearing that it's an actor giving mm-hmm. it away and not Disney or Marvel. Because Disney that and Marvel reminds me of don't when Cal really Dodd... talk about sequels. Yeah, I was going to say, that reminds me of when Cal Dodd told me at the Comic-Con last year. He was like, yeah, I'm already recording voice lines for season two of X-Men 97. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm supposed to know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, I'm down. I haven't even seen the first season yet, but I'm yeah. down. <laughs> That's crazy that he gave it away. We... I've been to a lot of comic cons. We've watched. A, I've watched a lot of panels. Yeah. We've been able to try to trap people into. Uh, yeah. No, the dude, he was in. just like, nope, yep. He's like, so many episodes this year, and then, but, but yeah. So it's kind of funny just having, like Vincent D'Onofrio saying that. I'm just like, yeah. I feel like I've been in that position before, where yeah, definitely. this actor has just been like, oh yeah, we're doing more. <laughs> I remember I I saw Kevin Conroy, Denver Comic Con, and someone, um, spoilers for the Arkham series. Yeah. Um. They were like, how are Batman movies, Arkham movies, going to proceed um, if you're going to die in the next game? Yeah. Uh, I don't know where they knew that from or where uh, they were guessing. And Kevin Conroy was like, do I die in the next game? I don't know. Uh, I don't know where you got that. He, he was so flustered that you had to wonder. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was like, uh. That's awesome. But people ask questions at Comic-Cons all the time that are just kind yeah. of like, uh, how do you feel about this rumor uh, as though it's fact mm-hmm. to see if they'll respond to it? Yep. As if, like... Because a lot of times these actors don't know things until we know things. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, they're recording. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't That's know. Cool. Good stuff. Very excited. I'm excited for Daredevil. Um, oh, yeah. Still curious about how they're going to make so many episodes, I think. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I'm down. I'm, I'm, str- I'm, I'm buckling up. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we'll end the podcast uh, you guys geeking out about anything else this week I think that's nope. it well, Shelly where can they find you at you can find me on twitter at theshellshock24 and LJ you can find me at LJ the Paladin on twitter, instagram, tiktok and twitch Cool. and you can find me on instagram at Cody Armor. Uh I will be streaming I believe this Wednesday as the podcast comes out I will not be streaming Next week, I'll be in California, but check my Instagram, and I will uh, probably post California pictures. I'm excited. Sweet. Vacation. All right. Uh, Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. (laughs) Bye-bye. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening.